Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants, and we pay respects to elders um, past and present. And also acknowledge our queer original inhabitants, including people such as sister girls and brother boys, and acknowledge their special contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around the land. And if you want to get in touch with the show, lots of ways to do it. You can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. Look for the post on Facebook, um, on my page, or 3CR855AM, out of the pan. You can text... Um, sorry, you can tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and you can text 0456... 0456 758 215 with your comments and um, lots to talk about today. Well, there's something going on or has been up in Sydney for the last week and, gee, surprise, surprise, it's something called the 40th Mardi Gras and I thought today a good chance to reflect on where our communities come from, where where it is, where it's going. Just seems like it's good to do that sometimes, um, short and long term. And, well... um, you know, sort of, let's wind ourselves back to 1978. And, of course, last Sunday night on TV was the premiere of the show Riot, still, of course, on iView, on the ABC. Um, only saw bits of it. I must have been, sort of had it in the diary and then got sidetracked. Oh, well, these things happen, um, but what do you do? But I think the gist of it is is critical, you know, what people were going through. I mean, you look at what, um, you know, it was, was more than, you know, what, what it seemed. You know, you had... Um, lesbian couples, you know, being told, oh, they could look, one of them could look after a kid so long as they didn't talk about lesbianism in front of the child or something seriously. You know, you've got to look at that. But that's what was going on. Um, and sorry, I just want to check the text number 0456 751215. You know, massive police harassment um, about gays, um, gays or lesbians as it was looking after kids. Um, so, yeah, a lot of um, things that were going on there. So, no wonder. People got fed up with it, and then they decided on a different approach, um, you know, rather than just another protest or a march, throw a party, so to speak, but of course it was still gay and police didn't like it. So I think we have to stop and think about where we've come from, that there was that extreme level of pressure. I mean, for some reason I had to look up some stuff to do with Ned Kelly um, a few weeks ago, and you look at the six, you know the systemic police a systemic oppression of the working class back in the 1870s you know 100 years apart well no the, the, you know rather than you know go around um holding up banks gay community response was to throw a party and still got um police oppression so misuse of power 
against someone, you know, kick someone when they're down sort of thing, and things have moved forward. Well, have, you know, to some extent, obviously now far more rights for um, couples regardless of gender in terms of um, looking after children, um, but of course not so much for trans people. You know, we saw during that dreaded survey, as I like to call it, um, the postal survey, um, just how challenging things were for parents of trans minors. And there still seems to be some residual on that, but I want to come to that as we talk about the present a bit more. And then, of course, through the 80s, gradually states and territories, well, it started in the 70s, the ACT got it underway, South Australia with the late, great Don Dunstan, who... Um, identified as bisexual, but of course that's been erased many times, sadly, and he's been referred to as gay. <clears throat> Need to discuss that. Um, and then Victoria in the early 80s, and then Tasmania, the last state to decriminalise in 1997. And there was many a story of um, someone who, um, of same, of, um, we'll say gay and bisexual males, I'll just talk cisgender for a second, coming from Tasmania to Victoria just so they could at least have a slightly better time in nightclubs. By 1995, Victoria had um, some vague anti-discrimination protection under lawful sexual activity, um, so you couldn't be really harassed in a club or entrapped by police, but if you were single, it didn't really help you. So um, that's where we needed um, in 2000 to add in sexual orientation and at that point gender identity um, came in as well um, in Victorian law. Um, other states and territories, unfortunately, we were the second last to have some sort of protection for those two, Queensland last in 2003. Um, not good for a progressive state, but we began to catch up. Um, so things beginning to shift um, throughout the 80s, but of course still systemic police harassment go through, even in Victoria in 1994 with the Tasty Nightclub raid, 460-plus people strip-searched on the pretense of a drug bust, um, but of course it wasn't. And, um, you know, sort of that was probably the lowest, I think probably the lowest point really in Victoria, and things began to come up from there. Of course, a legal case, people got damages, as I said, the law in 1995. Um, but police still suspicious and want to talk about the role of police and want to look at this issue in detail of um, police at things like Mardi Gras and Pride March. There's been a bit of debate over it, and now that there's been a little bit of settling of the emotion since Melbourne's Pride March um, about four or five weeks ago, do want to have a think about that. How do we tackle this um, as part of this whole issue of um, you know what Mardi Gras and Pride March, what are they really about? So, um, yeah, um, good work. Well done, of course, to the 78ers, in the words of our opening song by... Um, ex-Eagle Don Felder um, from his first solo album um, in 1982, Airborne. Um, never surrender. They didn't. They kept pushing and pushing and pushing and went through a lot of stress. And we do owe them a lot. Um, there's lots of 78ers um, who you know, are still doing stuff in there. Um, Dr. Joe Harrison's an academic in South Australia. Um, is one who's done amazing work. Um, but so many people have, of course, sadly, some have left... Um, but an amazing story, um, um, Mardi Gras a couple of years ago, a friend of mine was waiting in the queue for some food, and as you can imagine, it was a bit long. And, um, you know, the um, the response, you know, this guy in, older guy in front, 
um, you know, you know, get chatting which group while you're waiting, which group you're marching with. Um, the older guy goes, the 78ers. And my friend just said, can I hug you? We do owe those people a lot. Um, you know, I know that, um, you know, we sometimes, and I do want to touch on this as well, we have battles about the so-called gatriarchy and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, we have to remember that things started somewhere. They were always inclusive. Have a look at that as we ramble through history and see how it was done. But um, we'll keep thinking. Um, And sometimes, well, you've got to take a look at yourself. And I haven't played this fine man um, who, with his, um, who's a country and Western philosopher. No, that's not a contradiction in terms. Wilson Dixon. And, uh, well, sometimes you've got to look in the mirror. 3CR 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. The social safety net in Australia is being eroded by government cutbacks to essential services and also bullying tactics, as we've seen recently with the Centrelink robo-debts, for just one example. This is a public Over the Wall wants to offer you some simple tools to fight back and defend yourself against a grossly unfair and aggressive system. A system that penalises people already disadvantaged by poverty and significant health conditions. Tune in every Monday at 7.50am on Monday Brekkie for Over the Wall. Hi, I'm Rod Quantock and you're listening to... Fill in the dots, you know who you're listening to. Why do I have to tell you who you're listening to? You know who you're listening to. You're listening to, yes, fill in the... 3CR Community Radio, you got it right, you've won a giraffe. Uh, we're at 8.55am, we're on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR has been making trouble since 1976 and occasionally I've been part of the trouble that's been made. It's a vital part of our uh, media landscape and I'd encourage you to get a hacksaw, an oxyacetylene torch and go up to the Dandenongs and, and bring down all those broadcast towers that aren't 3CR's towers and let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by... By Neil Mitchell. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. No, um, we're not stalking Melbourne. That's another station that apparently Neil Mitchell might work, um, might broadcast on. Anyway, um, better not go there. Um, hmm, um, Neil, the Neil and Rob, Robert Doyle Club. Hmm, let's not go there either. Um, anyway... Um, Rod Quantock, as always, having it right, making trouble. Well, we sort of started um, on this anniversary of Mardi Gras weekend talking about, well, I suppose they were seen as troublemakers, but all they were trying to do was stand up and get a fair go going and all that sort of thing. And, well, you know, to some extent they did. Um, and we moved sort of through the 80s and 90s and then into the noughties, more and more trans laws on the board and birth certificate reforms to some extent. Um, by 2004, Victoria was the last state to have reforms, although everyone was still on a surgery um, basis rather than affirmed identity. Um, I should say state or territory. Hello to those listening in the ACT and Northern Territory um, via the net. My apologies. Um, Not Norfolk Island anymore. Um, Your parliament shut down a few years ago. Uh, Anyway, that's another story. 
But um, um, things began to move forward, but um, of course still distance to travel and still variation. And I suppose it would be impossible not to mention the battles that bi people have had um, in terms of Mardi Gras and getting inclusion. And unfortunately, New South Wales state anti-discrimination law still doesn't include bisexuality as a protected um, part of their attributes. So Victoria does, federally does, and I'm not a lawyer, but I do remember that part of our constitution where federal law overrides state. So since 2013, if you're a bi person in New South Wales, in a lot more parts of life, you would have some protection. But um, still, that that's one that needs to be tidied up. So, um, you know, sort of some movement forward. But of course, as time wore on, you know, what seemed to be the original spirit of Mardi Gras, um, well... Started out all right, but um, as I want to talk about this, you know, have things gone off track? You know, we see, see more and more corporatisation and lack of understanding of diversity. Um, there, the hard reality is, too, there are differences between Melbourne and Sydney and cities. Now, this isn't a judgment or a clickbait thing, but I have felt, I've noticed over time, Sydney's a bit more of a corporate city, Melbourne's a bit more community. Um, and so Melbourne's Pride March has always been pretty accessible. You know, when you look at um, the sort of policing of who gets into Mardi Gras, um, sex workers tried to march a few years ago and was told, well, why would wait for this? I'm almost, I almost feel like saying trigger war. No, I will not just feel like it. We do have to say trigger warning, um, sex worker phobia. Why would we have heterosexual women marching in Pride March? Uh, duh, two-thirds of sex workers are queer. Um, so, of course, you would. And polyamorous people, you know, struggling to get into Pride much because you're not queer enough or queer or whatever else. And yet the corporates get in. And I think we've got an issue here. I do like the approach taken by Melbourne's Pride March this year, whereby, to wit, they put the corporates down the back. I think that's a fair call, um, or closer to the back, and had the community groups up the front. Um, still haven't worked out what we're going to do if it's another 39-degree day for everyone. Apparently, some of the groups down the back, regardless of who they were, by the time it got so hot, people were told, don't march. Now, if you've waited around for two hours, you know, hot as it is, you're probably going to go through with it, but that's another issue. Personally, I think that you know the best thing we could do is move it forward two hours, get people out of more of the heat of the day, which is usually noon through till about six, and if it was over by about two... People would get under the shade at Katani Gardens or, you know, the steam would come off if they went for a dip. Might be a better option. But coming back to issues of who's at Pride March, this is really what I wanted to talk about a lot, Pride March. I think the thing that we've got to remember, and I'll start with Melbourne. Pride March and Midsummer Carnival are first and foremost days for the rainbow communities, our families and our true allies. And so this leads to questions of, well, who should be participating. Now, obviously, we can't um, stop every, anyone watching Pride March or wandering into Carnival. We can't police, pun intended, everyone. Um, but it does say about who should be there. And, you know, I think that whilst I can see the practical compromise in um, Pride March's um, the approach to Pride March, I know, you know, this. Let's take, you know, how would you take every corporate on its merits? Ideally, there'd be some sort of objective index that measured inclusivity, not just for gay and lesbian, and that's an issue. It's all very well to, you know, say that, um, oh, yes, we've got gays and lesbians who bring their partners to our dinner dance or something. Well, where's your trans inclusiveness? What do you know about bi? 
Um, and there's issues there, which I think we've got to talk about at some point, because a lot of research and research principles are still not up to date with best practice on issues like bi and also non-binary gender identity. So, um, you know, if, if I've heard some shocking stories of how corporates claim to be inclusive, one that came from a May 17th event, um, International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Transphobia, a few years ago, where there was drinks and believe it or not, some queer sausage rolls and rainbow party pies or something like that. No comments on what the day was about, and then everyone went went away. Now, that's appalling. That is not an inclusive corporate. That's just tokenistic nonsense. There has to be you know, acknowledgement of why the day exists, what it needs to do, what the corporate can do practically, or any organisation, business, government, not-for-profit, etc., and go from there. So really important that it's done properly um, to be inclusive. And this leads to the issue, how many corporates are really up with trans and bi? And my problem is a lot of the well-known sort of guides to measuring inclusivity are not up with it. There was, and this is public knowledge, there was a survey put out by ACON recently on, I'll say, rainbow women in the workplace. And a question was asked, would you come out as a gay woman in your workplace? Well, if you're a bi woman, you're probably not going to. And we're told, oh, gay's the most, the most used term. It's the most inclusive. No, that is bi-raising. So they've just, the research is, in my opinion, about as useful as a heater, air conditioner unit on a motorbike. Um, well, maybe at this year's Pride March, an air conditioner on a motorbike might have been a good thing, but that's another story. So these are the sort of things we've got to consider about who marches. Now, as part of a group being bi, um, that's copped flack at times, I... You know, I have mixed thoughts on this. Personally, if a group is there, don't do you not do you, even if you don't like them. And I'll be honest, I don't like every group at Pride much. Um, there are some that I have some issues with personally, but don't boo them. Is my you know is my approach? Just be silent. Or you could, if you really wanted to make a protest, do a back turn. That could be something you could do. That's peaceful, non-violent, and it makes a point. Um, yeah, um, that's a possibility. But 364 days a year, we do have a right to ask who should be at Pride March. And if a group hasn't really been supportive, you know, now granted there's not enough resources and to accurately measure, um, you know, who's inclusive. And there's debates about police. I want to get to that in the context of the 40th anniversary of Mardi Gras in the next segment. Um, should they be there? You know, I think these are discussions we've got to have. They're not easy. They're emotive. I totally understand that, but they, it is fair. And you know, I've worked a lot with police doing the Community Encounters Program. I was on the police reference group for LGBTI for a long time. Um, you know, do, should they be there? Should they not? You know, there's issues to consider. So we'll have a think about it. Um, in honour today of the 40th anniversary of Mardi Gras and the 78ers, and as much as I know this song is um, obviously of an Indigenous flavour by... Paul Kelly, it could, in a way, be applied to the 78ers. I think it's no prizes for guessing that it's Paul's classic. From little things, big things grow. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcast on Sunday afternoon between noon and one. 
And, well, we just heard from Paul Kelly and the classic track originally off the comedy album. And um, it, of course, was from Little Things, Big Things Grow, which, well, could be the same as, uh, as I said, applied to Mardi Gras. And the previous track from Wilson Dixon's Greatest Hits, his first ever album, um, The Mirror, yes, a bit philosophical. And some might say, well, well, what about the remarks about gender identity there? No, it's not just a phone call away. You do have to go through some processes. But I think I could say, on reflection, I've heard a heck of a lot worse stand-up comedy um, that attacks transgender, particularly when I was doing it. Um, had people come up to me and say, I've got this great line about transgender, I'll try it out, and you just think, oh, goodness. I um, won't even mention them. So um, there we go. All right, let's get to this um, possibly thorny issue. Let's try to work it through. Police at Pride March. Now, there were two incidents at Pride March this year, as I've heard them. One is a trans woman who was arrested for chalking on the roadway, that is, writing in chalk, which I understand legally is not an offence because chalk washes away. It's not considered vandalism. Um, the other one was, of course, the well-known the person, Tony Pittman, who's well-known around Victoria's LGBTI community, who um, shouted a few times at the Liberal um, group, you don't belong here. Um, now, and then was apparently dragged away Pride March slash Midsummer, have since apologised for that. Yeah, interesting. Um, you know, yelling at people, you know, it's not, it's hardly violent, um, or saying a few words. Um, so I don't really think the police response there was right, and it's got to get looked at. And as I've said a couple of times, I'm aware of, other, of um, some other police issues going on. Still not have permission to talk about them. Rest assured, you'll be the first to do when I can. But, you know, the problem with those two incidents is it, looks to me like police are not enforcing laws equally. It's almost been done on a basis of what I'll call status. Not quite class, but it's not looking good. Even if it isn't, even if that is technically the law, it's like, oh, we'll, you know, attack the downtrodden lefty tranny, but anyone who dares question the high and mighty right-wing Liberal Party will um, get questioned as well. So it doesn't seem very equal. And I think that's not a good look for police, and I can understand why then it would fuel... Um, Work And also something that hasn't been discussed a lot and it hasn't got enough attention was some research by the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby into interaction with police. And you can check out their website and Facebook page, which shows that whilst things are going pretty well now in Victoria for gays and lesbians, trans and gender diverse people are not doing as well. So we've got some inequality going on. Now, I'm declare my interest. I've, as I said, I've worked on the police reference group for many years on LGBTI and at times you know, there were some good things said and at times I'm sitting there going, I don't believe I'm hearing this malarkey and that makes things very difficult. Um, and unfortunately there are people on those committees who grovel to people, not police, our own community representatives who just think you've got to grovel to high up people. And I've often called it as I saw it and probably got myself into trouble. Um, and, um, well, it's tough luck. My role is to represent trans and bi people first and foremost. And if that means, you know, bringing something up, it's got to get done. And, you know, similarly, Community Encounters, I think that's a great program. Community Encounters is where people from a range of communities go out and work with um, police and protective services officers in their early week or two of training 
to tell them about sort of a, it's been jokingly called, but it's a good description, a combination of a living library book and speed dating, and I think it's making a difference. But there's obviously issues. I mean, in the week just gone, we've had the situation with um, the high-ranking Brett Guerin, who's been forced to resign because there was someone in charge of ethics and standards and things like that who was being racist and homophobic and and sexist and probably and possibly other things, so not looking a good image, and it does damage trust. I think for gays and lesbians, there's enough trust, but I think for me, you know, digressing a bit here, police relations fell down from around 2010 when units like the um, gay, as it's called, gay and lesbian liaison unit, which I think needs to be called LGBTI liaison. Um, was sort of caught in the crossfire of the internal police wars under Simon Overland and so I think were multicultural youth indigenous. And there has been, I think, damage. Interesting that um, I know of someone who rang a station trying to get to their local glow and when someone else answered, the um, citizen was laughed at when asking for a glow. So there's still some issues, in my opinion, sort of in the middle ranks of police where you might have brass who are largely supportive You've got people being trained at the grassroots, but it's the crusty veterans who are a problem. And that does cause problems. But, you know, in Victoria, at least, I think police have moved on. I'm not so sure about New South Wales. I mean, it is only five years since we had that incident where um, a police officer slammed someone's head into the road um, simply because they crossed a barrier. It's hardly like and after the parade had finished, so it's hardly like they were, you know, committing a horrible offence. Um and I don't. I've worked with a bit of work with federal police. They seem pretty reasonable. Are their budgets being slashed? I don't know enough about the other four states and territories to comment authoritatively. Um, anyone from um, Queensland, Tas, South Australia, West Australia, um, drop us a message um, via all the means of communication. Um, love to hear from you how you think police are going in your state or territory. So, um, yeah, um, challenging stuff. But I think that we do have to have these debates. As I say, my position is if a group's there, don't boo them. Just be silent or something, um, I think, is probably a better approach. It's, you know, it is a big day for everyone. You'd like to think it was enjoyable. As I said, by people copped flack for many a year, almost up to regularly up to 2015 or 16. It's only been two years that we haven't heard any biphobia. And that's not good enough. And I suppose that will lead to some... Discussion on future directions. But let's be frank, not only police. You know, we wouldn't have, you know, I'm, I'm going to name, describe an organisation. It's told, said that trans people are somehow a threat to children. Uh, let's see. It's, um, you know, sort of said that uh, one member said that trans women are pretending to be women and so on. Those sorts of things. No, I'm not talking about the Australian Christian Lobby. That was that is the state and federal Liberal Party. So should Liberal or Liberal Pride be there? These are fair questions to ask, yeah, and they've got to somehow be debated calmly. So they're things to consider for things like Pride March and Carnival, and to some extent Mardi Gras. As much as I'm not up with Sydney as much, um, whether we like it or not. So um, things to consider about our community on this Mardi 40th Mardi Gras weekend. Um, let's have some more music. Well, talked about corporates. Um, uh, well, some are healthy, but some have, well, they may be connected to this situation described in a Dire Straits track from their 1982 Love Over Gold album. 
3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Subscribe to your award-winning independent community radio, bringing you coverage of community issues and events. This is Beard Base Camp. Welcome to the Little Red Tulangi Treehouse. As you said, I'm going to the East West Tunnel ticket, as it usually does, starts at 5.30am. The Lincoln Melbourne Authority have come here in the middle of the night and set up another drill rig here on Gold Street. Police were pretty keen to defend that with all their resources this morning. And I think for Australians... In order to know ourselves, really fully know ourselves, in order to mature, we need to understand Aboriginal culture. We need to embrace it and realise that in coming here, you're now part of the longest continuing culture in the world. We need your support. Subscribe today. Call 94198377 now. Make sure you get to the International Women's Day Rally and March in 2018. It's on Thursday the 8th of March at 5.30pm at the State Library. Hear from extraordinary women activists, including unionists, disability rights activists, Aboriginal women and those campaigning against police repression. Join working women across Victoria for IWD on Thursday the 8th of March at 5.30pm at the State Library. We have a world to win. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three cr.org.au and three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Um, we just heard from Die Straits, Industrial Disease, and from Love Over Gold, one of the great albums. Um of the early 80s, and, um, well, um, is the corporate sector looking like that? Well, at some point I'll have a commentary about Me Too because um, we've got some issues going on there, I think, as well, um, that have to be touched on, including something that I don't think is being touched on, and that is, um, you know, sexual harassment other than male or on female. I totally acknowledge that, um, you know, most sexual harassment is... Um, by males on females, but Houston, we've got a problem if we leave people behind. The same as in the issue of family violence. Um, you know, we tend to ignore um, that situation as well. So, yeah, work to do. Um, so, let's wrap up this sort of um, past, present, future on Mardi Gras um, weekend, and particularly the 40th anniversary. Where to? Obviously, you know, trans people and, you know, spoke last week about the success of the Darabin Swim Night. Obviously, still lots to do on trans people, um, you know, mental health rates that are massively disproportionate compared to both gay and lesbian and to the broader community. Um, the Trans Pathways report released last year, um, you know, for, on young people, um, 14 to tw- young trans and gender diverse people, 14 to 25, and I know this is a difficult topic, so please contact Switchboard on 1800 184 527 if there is anything distressing about mentioning of suicide, but 48.1% of young trans people attempting suicide. And I know that when you get support, it's a lot easier. There was some research from the combination of Ireland and Northern Ireland a few years ago. Not quite attempts, but 81% of trans people had suicidal thoughts prior to being themselves. The figure afterwards, 4%. 
it drops a lot. So clearly supporting people is a good thing. Obviously, buy stuff. Well, yes, mentioned that there needs to be more work done on buy. Even a supportive um, government like the Victorian state government still can't point to one buy-specific initiative, and we're now in an election year, so... Uh, sorry, don't hold your breath, and I think by people have been stuffed around, to be perfectly honest. Um, we've you know, also got lots more to do, mental health generally, school bullying. Um, not sure if there's going to be another release of, another iteration, sorry, of writing themselves in. We've had three which have looked at the figures on school bullying, but obviously we need something. Safe schools, you know, sort of under attack in most of the country, Victoria keeping it in some form, South Australia and the ACT supportive, but... Well, if I wanted to be a little bit clickbait, New South Wales, the great state with Mardi Gras and both part state-level parties, um, you know, supporting the abolition of safe schools. That's not exactly courageous. Um, you know, that's not exactly rainbow leadership going on in our most populated state. Um, so, um, yeah, lots to consider. Um, of course, I haven't really touched on intersex a lot, um, you know, and there's still the lack of bodily autonomy, the lack of respect for intersex infants in 99% of cases in Australia and around the world, um, not good either. Um, people working in the sex industry mentioned them, you know, New South Wales, the only state or territory with remotely reasonable laws according to those in the know, which I have to say surprised me a little as a, a non-expert. I thought the ACT's laws were better, but not quite. And um, they're sort of maybe a second best, but that's only my personal opinion. Have to get Jane Green or someone from Vixen or Scarlet Alliance, the two authoritative, two of the authoritative organisations who represent sex workers, in on that. So lots to consider, um, but I think we do need. If I had a conclusion, we've got to get back to a bit of grassroots. I'm not saying we have riots and protests and things, but I think that something got lost along the way. We need to get back to that grassroots, and that's because, as I say, the grassroots is where the growth starts. Um, growth begins at the grassroots. Um, you can't get trees if you don't have grass or something in the first place. All right, better get out of here and make way for Freedom of Species on, um, if you're listening on a Sunday, of course, don't forget to catch the podcast, which um, will be up in due course. Um, and, um, yeah, take it out today. Well, with Richard Clapton, um, well, we hope that we can keep saying this more and more um, over the next few years for the, for the Rainbow Communities, for families and allies, that these are the best years of our lives. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.